Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you so much for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King Podcast. We are going through our new series called 20 Biblical Truth Every Governing Authority Should Know. This is a book that Greg has put together with 20 devotionals uh, with truth that will equip every governing authority. And last week, we went over our first five devotionals. Our last one was on Jesus is the Shepherd King, how he is the greatest example what it means to be a shepherd and a king. Today, we will talk about how the example of our governing authorities matter, and we'll talk about the reward that each shepherd will receive from Christ. So these are devotionals 6 and 7. And Greg, to start our time, why does the example of our governing authorities matter so much to the people that they lead? Well, as we discussed in our last episode, government leaders are shepherds. And when you're a shepherd, the primary way to teach is through the life that you live. Mm-hmm. So you say that knowledge is caught, that it is not taught. Mm-hmm. So it's more caught than taught. So when you're a shepherd of government, you're a city councilman, you're a county supervisor, or you're the governor of a state, a whole state or community looks to you. And the life you live, strangely, is modeled out in that community. So we see this all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. The first thing we learn about every king, and sometimes the only thing we learn about every king of Israel is whether or not they're a good example. Mm. King so-and-so, son of so-and-so, reigned this many years, and they walked, or they did not walk like their father David. Mm-hmm. Or for the northern kingdom, they all walked like their father Jeroboam. Mm-hmm. And what's remarkable about that one verse, Leo, there's two things we can determine from it. One, how the entire king's reign's going to go. Mm-hmm. But two, very strangely, mm-hmm we can determine how is the nation's spiritual health going to be. Right. And you think about King Hezekiah versus King Manasseh, just how significant the difference was in people's lives. Mm-hmm. We think what King Ahab was able to do to lead the people astray. Because mm-hmm. King Ahab was more worried about pleasing his wife, Jezebel, mm-hmm. than he was earning the hearts of his people mm-hmm. and leading them. And time and time again, we see the people follow. More people were worshiping Baal than were worshiping God mm. in the northern kingdom. And Peter gives some instruction to this in 1 Peter 5 when he's talking to pastors. He's talking about what it means to shepherd. He says, shepherd God's flock among you, not overseen out of compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not out of greed of money, but eagerly not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. If 
our government leaders do not know that they're a shepherd. They will not understand that they are to live their lives in a way that's worthy of being followed. If you want to know how the people of your town should live, you need to model it. Mm-hmm. If you want to know how the people of your state should live, you must model it. If you want to know how the people of the nation should live, you must model it. Mm-hmm. And the head of state is the common term that is used for this in governance. They're the ultimate role model of a nation. So I think if our our government leaders want to see civility, they must modern civility. If our government leaders want to see righteousness, they must model righteousness. If our government leaders want to see generosity and service, they must model generosity and service. Mm-hmm. Just like a teacher in a classroom, a parent in a home, and a pastor in a church. Mm. That's great, Greg. And the the responsibility of the role of a shepherd is heavy not so much by what they teach or they say, but so much on how they're called to be the examples of what they teach. And there's great instructions in the Word from Paul and and Peter and the importance of that and how shepherds and leaders will be held accountable according to their position and responsibility. That's great. Greg, what what is a good example that you can see in history where the example really impacted the people? It's my favorite example. There's a lot of examples. I have a couple favorites, but we'll save the second one for another podcast. Abraham Lincoln. We'll, we'll be American today. Abraham Lincoln. A very difficult time to be president of the United States. Mm-hmm. War's hard on any president. Yeah. Civil war is awful. Because both sides' casualties are yours. Hmm. And it's hard not to take that personal. And under President Lincoln, we went through our only civil war. And Lincoln looked at this, and it would be very easy to try to find a political solution and a military solution. Mm -hmm. President Lincoln regularly identified it as a spiritual problem. Mm -hmm. And then constantly led by example and calling the nation to prayer and repentance. Mm -hmm. And an important holiday was founded during this time. It's called the National Day of Prayer and Humiliation. Mm. And today we've reduced it down to just National Day of Prayer. Mm -hmm. We've been observing it since his presidency. And it is in this time that Lincoln said we must humble ourselves before the Almighty God because we have forgotten him, Mm. and we must return to him. And it was during this time that we really saw an awakening in the United States of America. We saw a boldness of the church emerge. The sin of slavery was regularly called out. And strangely enough, it was ended mm-hmm. during this time, including even southern states eventually voting for the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment that put an end to slavery. We saw the American people change. Mm. And... In times of trial, you're going to turn to something. Mm-hmm. You're going to go somewhere. Lincoln challenged our nation to turn to God in its time of perhaps its greatest trial to date. Mm-hmm. And he challenged us to wrestle with one of our greatest sins as a nation while we turn to God. And we can't truly turn to God without wrestling through our sin. 
And we can't truly turn to God without repenting of that sin. So did America really turn to God during that time? I say the passage of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment is fruit of a deeper spiritual war that was happening in the American soul. Mm -hmm. And it continued for many more years. Sin doesn't just, doesn't just disappear. There's still consequences to that. And we're still dealing with those consequences. But the Constitution was made right. And that's not something to overlook. 13th Amendment ends slavery. 14th Amendment gave the equal protection under the law, which the Constitution always should have done, but it was made right. Mm -hmm. That's so good, Greg. And as we think about leadership and shepherding, the, the goal is that our words will match our example. What we teach will match our example. What are some ways that you would encourage a shepherd in the government um, uh, or in the church? What, what are some ways that we can find the scriptures where it teaches us how to bring those two together, what we teach to what we live out. Well, the constant call to a shepherd is to lay down your life. Mm -hmm. And Jesus did that literally. As the shepherd king, he literally laid down his life for people. And not just anybody, his enemies, as much as his friends. And in reality, we as people, since we're fallen, have sinned, rebelled against God, every one of us, is an enemy of God, mm -hmm. fully redeemed in Christ. So for a government leader, that means I'm going to put the needs of the nation, the city, or the state before my own. Mm -hmm. And time is a huge sacrifice that is made for a government leader. Carrying the burdens of people is a huge sacrifice made. The cost to the family mm -hmm. in carrying those burdens is evidence of a sacrifice made. And making decisions that are right, even when they're unpopular, mm -hmm. is an example of that as well. Mm -hmm. And truly saying, I'm going to give my life to service, no matter what it costs me, mm. including my career, mm -hmm. willing to risk a career for what is right. That's, That's a great way any leader can serve, including a government leader. Mm -hmm. But these are difficult things. These aren't small asks. Mm -hmm. And the foundational thing, as I think about President Lincoln, like the, the standards we're putting on our government leaders, they're, they're truly unattainable. Mm -hmm. We, the most important thing any leader can do, and the most important thing we as a church can remind a leader to do, is to look for an eternal reward from that chief shepherd. Because mm -hmm. this world does not have a reward system mm -hmm. for leaders. You think about what the Israelite people offered Moses mm -hmm. for reward system. It was not appreciation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't service. It wasn't even loyalty. The people are fickle. They constantly demanded to go back to Egypt. They constantly told Moses after he sacrificed for them time and time again of how much he ruined their lives mm -hmm. and didn't care for their needs. Mm -hmm. And Moses still showed up to work every day and laid down his life for them and often interceded for the ungrateful, unkind people with God and to spare them. Mm -hmm. Where Moses easily could have said, you know what, God, just wipe them out. Mm -hmm. I'm done with this. 
I've had it. But Moses didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And Hebrews gives us a, a peek into this, Leo. It says, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and chose to suffer with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sin. For he considered the reproach for the sake of the Christ to be a greater wealth than all the treasures of Egypt, mm -hmm. since he was looking ahead to the reward. If our government leaders are going to be the example that they need to be, and they're going to make the decisions that they need to make, they must look to King Jesus for the reward mm -hmm. as the shepherd of government. That's the only way they'll make it. Mm -hmm. The people will never show gratitude enough to them. Their own family won't be able to. Mm -hmm. They must look to King Jesus. He is the only constant that will be able to guide them, hold them, and reward them. And Jesus sees every sacrifice, every sleepless night, every trial. He sees it and he knows it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same reward pastors and fathers and all shepherds must look to. That's very good, Greg. Greg, in, on this devotional number seven, you say that those who have had the most impact on this life have lived for the next life. I think it's remarkable when you see somebody that's willing to sacrifice so much and you, can, you can't quite see why they're doing it in the reason they're doing it is because of the next life for their eternal reward. For the believers, we can understand that. But for people in the world, it's really hard to understand and see why somebody is doing so much in their eyes for nothing. Uh, but Greg, what is an example that you can give us of somebody that lived for the next life and made a great impact in this world? Well, Hebrews 11 talks about us being temporary residents of this place. It said all these heroes of the faith, they long for these promises and they realize this was not their home. Mm -hmm. So I think about government, I think about a government leader. They have to understand the nation they love, that they're called to serve and lay their life down for is a temporary residence. Mm -hmm. And that requires a profound understanding. If you're American, you're Chinese, you're Brazilian, you're, you're going to have a loyalty there. But it's understand this is a temporary residence. So the other gentleman I was thinking about when I was wrestling through who to give you earlier when I gave you Abraham Lincoln, was a man named King George VI of the United Kingdom, one of my favorite people in, in world history. King George VI had a profound understanding of where he lied on the totem pole, if you will. In a world that was getting rid of monarchies, England still had a monarch. King George VI ruled during World War II, right at the very end of the British Empire. He's the last king of the empire. Then his daughter, Queen Elizabeth II, would rule the new British Commonwealth. And King George VI faced the possible end of the not only the British Empire, but the island of Great Britain itself. Nazi Germany at this point in history had invaded much of Europe. England's closest ally, France, was gone. England's army completely depleted. 
while the German army raged on, and the only remaining ally left the Soviet Union was fighting for its dear life in Stalingrad. And King George VI had an opportunity to flee the United Kingdom and go to Canada and rule the rest of the British Empire from there. But he said, if the King of England leaves England, what hope does this give to the people of England? Mm -hmm. So he stayed. And the London bombings began. And night after night, the city would be bombed, just destroying it. And people begged the king to leave London. But he said, if the king of kings was called to serve, how much more should the king of England serve? Mm -hmm. So he stayed every night, even as Buckingham Palace was bombed. He'd wake up in the morning with his family and go clean the streets. Queen Elizabeth spoke very fondly of her father, said she learned a great amount about service from him. And what King George VI understood is that his kingdom was a temporary kingdom, that his kingdom fell under a much bigger king, and he chose to serve him. Mm. And because of that, he was a better servant of his people. Winston Churchill, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom at that time, said, nobody contributed more to the British victory than King George VI. Mm. And King George VI did not have the power to raise up an army. He didn't have the power to declare war. Mm -hmm. King George VI merely lived his life as an example. And it brought courage to a nation. And he did it by ruling through Christ. Mm. That's so good, Greg. That's a great example to finish our time talking about setting an example for the people and looking for the reward to come. So thank you, Greg, and thank you for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. And um, next week, we will go through um, our devotionals on Place Yourself at the City Gates and uh, wisdom is from the Lord. And we'll continue going through all the 20 devotionals that uh, Greg has written on his book. And we're excited to have you join us. So please join us next week. And thank you for joining us today. The Shepherd King Podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.